This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. He loops out the left field, going to be a tough play. Jeter on the run, makes the play. Wow, flies into the stands. Oh, what a play by Derek Jeter. There it goes. Deep to left, really deep. See ya. Oh, my goodness, what a shot by Aaron Jones. Oh, way back on field. home run to the back end of the grandstand in left field. The Sanchino. Oh, that Gary is scary. Ball game over. Yankees win. Yankees win. One seventy-seven. One seventy-seven on the podcast. BD four. Where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. How's everybody doing? I'm your host, Rob Carbone, and we're back for another one, another show tonight. Um, it is a Wednesday, November 11th, as I am recording. Um, as you are listening, it should be um, no earlier than Thursday, the 12th. So. Thank you for tuning in. I do appreciate those who are tuning in right now. Um, thank you. And, uh, you know, it's been a quiet off-season so far, although, you know, it's not really begun yet, um, not long since baseball ended. Um, the Yankees offered DJ LeMayu a qualifier about 10 days ago. Had 10 days to decide if he wanted to accept or decline, and... As expected, you know, universally, usually players will decline this, and DJ LeMayu declined the qualifying offer. Um, now, for those of you who aren't familiar and are freaking out, you know, this is totally expected. You know, basically what a qualifying offer is, is every team um, who has a free agent that played for them for the entire year um, gets one of these. You know, they get every team, every one of these... Um, Every team gets an offer like this where they can offer you a, you know, basically a BS cheap kind of deal. You know, I think it's the average annual salary of the top 125 paid players. So, you know, whatever the average of that is, every team gets one of those offers, you know, a bullshit offer. And then um, it's expected that the player decline it. And so may you declined. And now, you know, don't be concerned. This is totally normal. Um, trying to adjust the lighting here in the studio. It doesn't look fucking good. I gotta fix it. Yeah, we've had issues with lighting before. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, obviously no big deal. But um, DJ Mayu, yeah, expected, and he did decline it. So he is officially a free agent. He is no longer a Yankee at the moment. Um, but. You know, again, this is something that you expect. You know, he had two amazing seasons with New York. Um, 
So, you know, a qualifier of one year for 18.9 million is well expected to be declined, right? Most players, especially of his caliber, reject these in. I would say to expect sometime in the next coming, I don't know, weeks or so, months maybe, hopefully not months, I would hope it's sooner than later, um, the Yankees offer this guy a three or four year deal, um, expected around that mark, and maybe for, you know, more or less 25 million um, for the a uh, the AAV, the average annual value, you know something like that. <laughs> so I'm not freaking out. You shouldn't freak out. You know the Mayu is an amazing player, and the Yankees, while you know stupid at times, I I, I would believe um, aren't this stupid to let somebody like DJ go, who has been their you know rock at the top of that order, and obviously a solid defensive player too, who can switch around the infield. Um, so don't worry. Do not worry. Yes, they got rejected. Totally, once again, expected. All right, so we're going to take a quick, uh, our first break on the show, and we will get right back and talk about a few other things. BRB. All right, fellas. So really quick, I just want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed to my podcast on the many different platforms that I'm on, you can do so right now. And all you got to do to do that is go to my website. Just go to nysportstalkrc.com dot wordpress.com forward slash connect once again in order to subscribe to the podcast and listen to the podcast or watch it on the many platforms we have go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect you know another name that's kind of been floating around uh, we didn't talk about this last time we discussed yankees but um you know, I think it was 175 where we were talking Yanks, but um, we didn't talk about Charlie Morton, who was also heading into free agency. Um, you know, the hey, uh, what's it? The race, yeah, the race. The the Rays uh, declined his 15 million dollar option, um, and they also are not expected to go over the nine million mark to sign him. So, you know, that leaves the window wide open for the Yankees, right? They're obviously always in a financially savvy, uh, financially uh, a good financial situation. So they have, you know, they have some leverage here. They can definitely, if they want to sign Charlie Morton, they could definitely make a an enticing offer. Um, and obviously, the Yankees are, you know, a very um, appetizing place to to go. Um, you know, they have the option. They have the upper hand here. Rays obviously aren't the most um, you know, economically heavy team. They don't have the mo the most money, and the Yankees do. So I would say the Yankees have an, uh, you know a fucking upper hand here if they really want him, Morton. I don't mind him. I like this guy. I really wanted him a couple years back when he was younger, but I would still offer him some. You know, I think a one year deal for. I wouldn't go higher than fourteen million. I think that would be my top. You know, that would be my my limit there. I would go anywhere from ten to fourteen probably be you know be uh, the realistic range if you're talking about signing Morton I don't think he's getting anything more than 15 or anything above that so you know I, I would keep it fairly low for him but I think you can get it done like that I really do and I think if he were to come to the Yankees Charlie Morton he would succeed I think he's a good solid pitcher man listen he's first off he's an experienced vet he's been in the league a while you know um, and a good postseason performer has the numbers in the playoffs. He quality pitching in the playoffs. He will give you, um, 
He's a strike thrower, doesn't fuck around, you know. He's a fast worker, always works fast. The Yankees struggle with him so much because he works so fast and pounds the zone. Um, so it would be good to, you know, take him away from the Rays and have him on the Yankees, you know, get him off their uh, division rivals. Um, ground ball machine, but can also strike you out. Had a 9.9 K per nine ratio last season. Um, and he still throws, you know, pretty hard. 94, I would say, where his... That's where his um, fastball sits, the average velocity. So, you know, it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea, you know, because the Yankees obviously aren't in the best situation right now with their pitching staff. Um, you've got Garrett Cole, who's been great for them. Um, but who do you have after that, right? Jay Happ is, I don't even know his deal, if he's back or not. Um, but, you know, he's Happ. Um, Paxton might not be here next year. If he does, he's not that great. Um, Tanaka, we got to figure out what we're doing there. Again, another pitcher who you know kind of took a step back this year in the postseason. So there are a lot of question marks. Um, Davy Garcia, a young kid, was was pretty good, but we don't know how great he'll be. Um, you know, you don't have a guarantee behind Garrett Cole. So I think Charlie Morton, maybe does he have one more good year in him? You're trying to get one more good year because he is 37 and he did have a 4-7 last season. But you hope that he can give you one more good, strong postseason at the very least. Um, so that's an idea there, Charlie Morton. Um, now, going to the infield. Um, that's obviously a, a situation that the Yankees are trying to figure out here. It was a very rough season for Glaber Torres at shortstop. Glaber Torres could not, you know, he did not take that transition from second base to the other side of the diamond um, very well. You know, not that he was a great second baseman, but his second base play looked really good when you compare it to how pathetic he was at shortstop. And let's be real. He was pretty pathetic. Um, so, you know, a guy that's been floating around there is, you know, Andrelton Simmons. Uh, I've heard his name the last couple of days and it's an idea, right? It's an idea. You obviously don't trade Torres or you get rid of, no, he's your fucking guy. You switch Torres, you, you slide him over to second base, Maybe you trade Luke Voigt, or if DJ LeMayu hopefully doesn't leave, but if he does leave, you go after a Simmons. Um, ideally, I wouldn't hate trading Voigt for some pitching, and then, you know, Simmons play shortstop for you. Um, you know, realistically, I, I want Brantley. Brantley is the is the free agent bat defensive player that I really want. That's the position player I fucking want badly more than anybody. But you know, there are some areas where Simmons makes sense. Again. Gold Glove shortstop, you know, Torres was a nightmare. Um, I think Simmons at shortstop over the course of his career, a 191 DRS, okay, versus Torres is negative 12 defensive runs saved. He's costed the Yankees 12 defensive runs at shortstop. Um, and you know, you're getting a completely fucking different, you know, result if you're switching him with a Gold Glove caliber shortstop in Simmons. Um and you also, on the other end, you get extreme contact. Another thing the Yankees really, really need. So two things that the Yankees need badly, boom, just like that, you help. You address that flaw. Both of those flaws are addressed with Simmons. So you get the gold glove caliber shortstop, and you get a guy who puts the ball in fucking play. Um, he hit over 275 in four of the last five seasons, all with LA. Um, and he's got a career K percentage of 9%. Okay, the league average usually sits around 23%, give or take, each year. He's got 9%. He strikes out 9% of the time, meaning he ends his plate appearances with contact over 90% of the time. <laughs> That's amazing. 
All right. Um, so those are the pluses. If you're getting him, you're getting much contact and you're getting a lot of defense. While he may not be the best idea, he's got no pop. Okay, let's, let's be honest. Career high was 17 home runs. Um, he averages 10 home runs per 162. You know, obviously hitting home runs and having some power in today's game, that is huge. You need to have some kind of power, and he doesn't have much. Um, no home runs last year, this past season, in 30 games. But, you know, a career 379 slugging percentage, too, does not look good at all. Um, so no power whatsoever right now. If you're getting him, you're getting, you know, an upgraded version of Torres, pretty much. I, I like Torres, but... Um, and in, also, he's not an on-base guy. So he's an analytical nightmare at the plate. You know, he doesn't bring power. And his walks, you know, he only walks 6.2% of the time over the course of his career. And I believe the walk rate average usually sits just under 10%. So, you know, below average power, below average um, walk rate. And, you know, uh, the injuries are also an issue, too. In 2019, uh, he played just 103 games. And this past season... Um, played half of the 60 games. So, you know, I think over the course of his career, too, he averages just 107 games per season. So, you know, 31 years old, he's dealt with injuries, especially the last couple of years. Um, that's something to think about. And the defense has been on the decline a little bit if you look at the numbers. Now, I don't watch the Angels, so I can't tell you for sure if this is true, but the numbers indicate he's declining defensively. Um, 2018, he had 23 defensive runs saved. That dropped to 12 and 19. And this past season, for the first time in his career, I believe, he um, costed two defensive runs saved. So he was minus two. Um, you know, so my overall take on, on a Andrelton on Andrelton Simmons signing. Again, only realistically, this could only realistically happen if DJ is not here and the Yankees are desperate for some somebody to play the infield and or if they trade a Voight, right? And, you know, Simmons goes to short and then Geo's on third base. That's your left side of the infield. And then um, fucking on the right side, you've got Torres at second and DJ plays first. Um, why is this screen so fucking laggy? Sorry. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so Simmons is coming off a uh, seven-year deal. Seven-year deal where he fucking got paid, I don't think it was a lot at all. The AAV was like $8 million. So, you know, I'm looking for a similar AAV, uh, obviously on a shorter, much shorter deal now um, this offseason. So, I, I, you know, I wouldn't hate it, but I, I've got my preferences before I even get close to Simmons. And, Michael Brantley's that guy who we're going to touch on in a second, but maybe you get Simmons, you know, at a cheap cost and he plays, you know, takes a reduced role. That would be ideal, but you know, a backup defensive minded player, you know, do you really want to waste money on that when Michael Brantley is out there and that's who the Yankees should really be fucking looking at. Be right back. We're going to talk about Brantley some more. different social media platforms today if you want to follow my instagram account follow at rob j carbone if you want to follow my facebook or twitter account follow at ny sports talk rc all right so we did touch on him a little bit last time out but god this guy's so fucking i i love this kid man i love this guy i really i really wish the yankees were gonna we did sign him fucking uh you know a couple of off seasons ago 
but they never got to it, which really frustrated me. Um, but man, they have a chance to to redeem themselves here because he is a free agent again if he doesn't accept the qualifier. Um, I'm not sure if Houston offered him it yet, but if he does opt for free agency, Michael Brantley brings a lot to the Yankees that they need. Um, one, being lefty pop, right? Um, two, again, another guy who puts the ball in play. Another necessity there. Um, he's an above average outfielder. Going to have to figure out that situation there. You know, a lot of guys in that outfield already. Maybe make some trades. You've got the flexibility there. You've got some expendables. Um, and he's also a postseason performer. His numbers in the postseason aren't bad. You know, um, over the career, uh, over the course of his career, he's a 286-742 postseason hitter. Um, and uh, over the course of his career in the regular season, he's 297-794 with an 11% K rate. So. You know, a guy that's going to bring you some, you know, 15 homer pop, a guy that's going to hit you, you know, hit 300 for you, guy who's going to get on base, um, puts the ball in play, you know, and he's a lefty presence. You put him at the top of that order with DJ, that's fucking perfect, man. One, two, are you kidding me? That's what the Yankees need, man. They need as much guys who make contact as you can get. Did we not learn from getting LeMayhew? Urshela. You know, add another guy like Brantley and a lefty with power, too? Perfect. He still got it, too. So it's not like he's on a steep decline, guys. Last two years with Houston, 309, 867. Average OPS. Batting average and OPS. 309, 867. And in the playoffs, his last two years, he's been great, too. 311, 818. He's not even showing signs. In terms of production, he's got to stay healthy. That's one thing you hope he can he can you know um, deal with. But if he can give you you know 145 games, maybe 140, I would take that. You know, you be careful with him. DH him some days, play him in the outfield. Others, give him some rest for on other days. It could work, man. I would take my chances. I would take my chances. I would pay the the premium. I wouldn't mind it. You've got the money. Is it going to be difficult? Yeah, it's not easy to figure out. You know, especially if you're trying to maneuver away. If you're trying to stay under the tax, you got to you know maneuver around a bit and figure out how to make this whole thing work. You know, consider the rest of your signings that you can make this offseason. But that's one of the guys who I think the Yankees should definitely put at the top of their list. You know. Make sure you think about it. You know, think about the flaws this team has. Putting the ball in play, handedness in that lineup, very right-handed, heavy, and then you know, like we talked about with Morton, you need some starting pitching depth. Okay, so things like this, we need it. We need it, and it's out there. It's in front. Of, it's in front of the Yankees. It's right in front of their eyes. It's just going to come down to will they do it. Be right back. All right, fellas. So really quick, I just want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed to my podcast on the many different platforms that I'm on, you can do so right now. And all you got to do to do that is go to my website. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once again, in order to subscribe to the podcast and listen to the podcast or watch it on the many platforms we have, go to my website 
at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. All right, and I think that's it. You know, we might as well get to the NYYNYK question of the day and wrap this up. Boy, this software is a pain in the fucking ass. I swear, I'm never using this fucking shit again. I might have to find something different. It's fucking glitchy. It's laggy. It's fucking slow. Every single time. (laughs) I can't even fucking maneuver. I can't even try to figure this out. So slow. Alright. Last time out in episode 177. I'm sorry, in 176. See, I can't even get this correct. I'm all fucked up tonight. (laughs) Alright, last time in episode 176, I asked you all, um, it was a true or false question. It was our first true or false question. Um, And I asked you guys, since it was the Knicks episode, uh, true or false, the Knicks had a chance to draft Steph Curry in the 2009 NBA draft. True or false? Um, The answer to that question is false. No, they did not have a chance, but I will say the Knicks were right after Golden State's pick. So the the Warriors took Steph at 7, I believe, and then the Knicks uh, took Jordan Hill at 8. So they just missed getting a chance to have Steph Curry in. Boy, that would have been something interesting. Oh, man. All right. Why the fuck did my... Dude, I can't. The screen's just fucking blacking out now. Fucking shit. I gotta finish this up before this whole thing crashes on me and this episode doesn't even fucking go out. <laughs> Let's get to 177, our NYYMYK question of the day. Um, another true or false tonight. So tonight I'm asking you, um, true or false, the New York Yankees were originally the Baltimore Orioles. That was their original name, true or false. So let me know the answer. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, comment on the podcast once I publish it, or just DM me and I'll, uh, let me know the answer. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to end this podcast before it crashes and I don't have the ability to save it. That would be bad. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next time. All right, ciao.